Hey everyone, in this episode, I'm on Sarah Kafori's Vision of a New Earth podcast, and we talk about how to get what we want fast without working hard using leading edge law of attraction principles and faster EFT tapping. We also talk about how working hard can actually block what we want and how to let the universe help and guide us in the most perfect way. Enjoy. What's the biggest obstacle to getting what we want? Limiting beliefs and expectations created by our past experiences. These limits create a subconscious attraction of what we don't want and block what we do want. But we can turn it all around with a powerful tapping tool called Faster EFT and Leading Edge Law of Attraction Principles. In this podcast, Life Coach Mark Shahada explores both of these subjects with guests as well as performs tapping demonstrations and sessions. Listen in and see for yourself how it all works. Welcome to the Tap It Out Podcast. Hey, Sarah. You have been introduced already, so I... How did you do that? (laughs) I already recorded like a bit before recording the podcast. Oh, okay. Okay. Everybody knows my secret. (laughs) Very good. So I don't know if it was good, if you were talking crap about, you know, but that's okay. I'm going to let it go. All the bad things. All the bad things. Okay. Well, that's going to be entertaining then. Wow, did you say let it go? Please tell us more about what's on your shirt and what you do in life. Oh, what? This what do you mean? This shirt? You should have you hit even the read it. Is, it. is it is it background? I mean, is oh, it backwards? Oh, no, it's going to be no, it's going to be the right It's going to be oh. I can flip it. <clears throat> oh, okay. <laughs> flip it. <laughs> Flipping. Oh, so tapping. So, so, oh, wow. Are we going to get right into what tapping is? Um, I would love that because okay. people are really interested in that. Okay, good. So, tapping is a tool. Tapping is a healing tool, it's a healing modality. It's a tool to deal with, it could, you can deal with tra- traumas, childhood traumas, things that you're just worried if you have, if you're anxious, if you have uh, uh, fears, if you have phobias, if you have pain. In your body, and or if you just want to improve your golf swing, like it could be used for anything. I use it every day. Um, we Same. are, uh, yeah, we are. Sarah and I are practitioners, and we have clients that we work with. But we also tap on ourselves. I tap on myself every day, a little less than I used to because I, I've dealt with a lot of the big stuff. And then when mm-hmm. things come up, so it's a tool. And then with our clients, we. We want to empower people. We don't want people to be dependent on us. So we teach them how to tap on themselves. So what is so? How do you tap? What is tapping? So tapping is you take two fingers, you tap between the eyebrows, side of the eye, under the eye, and then half an inch on your collarbone, either side of your sternum. You can use your whole hand, or you can just use one side or this side. Probably it doesn't matter yourself. what side of your face you tap on. Doesn't matter. You can use two hands. Doesn't matter if mm-hmm. you miss the point. It really doesn't matter because at the beginning I was really anal on like. <gasps> <laughs> Am I doing it right? Dude, oh, it not, oh it's, it's not, not working because I did it this way, but it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And here's why. So, uh, so faster EFT tapping was created by Robert Smith. And what he did was he took different modalities and he put them together. One of them was EFT. So EFT is similar tapping, but it has more points. Mm-hmm. Karate oh my point. God. Yeah. Yeah. Not, you know what? Bless EFT because there is an Absolutely. aspect that I enjoy about it. Absolutely. <clears throat> 
And so um, EFT in the beginning, it was more based off of like acupuncture, acupressure without the needles, right? Acupressure. So these are, these are meridian points that we're tapping on in our bodies. And um, the idea is if you tap on them, you release stored blocked energy that are released in the organs and things like that. But faster EFT, we have a different way of thinking of it mostly. We think this is working too as far as acupuncture. Acupuncture works. But we really think there's a brain, well, we really know, can I say that? We know that there's a brain thing going on, right? It's, so if I'm worried about It's been proven also. It's been proven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's just how the brain works. So neuroscientists understand this, neuroplasticians understand that. If I'm worried about something or if I go into a memory and I think about it, let's say I was in a car crash and I think about it and I can see the glass crashing around me and I can feel scared and terrifying. And then if I'm a client of Sarah and Sarah says, Mark. And you're not there. What's that? And you're not like in the actual car crash. Right. So if you told me to, to recall it, I would close my eyes and I would go there. Let's say what happened when I was 12 and I would re, re-experience it because when it happened, my brain recorded it and my neural, path, my, my neural pathways, um, the, the fear, the, what I saw and everything I was experiencing kind of just recorded it. Mm-hmm. And it's in my brain. And then when I recall it, it re-triggers those those, that, those neural pathways. Now, if she asked me to do that and then she said, wait a second, Mark, and she told me a joke and I laughed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is kind of a weird way of explaining it, but it's, it, it's good. Okay, so if I laughed, that memory of the car crash, I'm updating it with that laughter and it's kind of that mm-hmm. neural pathway of laughter Thanks. and kind of fun adds to it and then it's updated. So the memory has changed. So faster EFT, we're changing memories because we always change memories. So back to tapping. Tapping is one way of doing that. Having her make me laugh is another way of doing that. So I, let's say I go to Sarah. I'm, I'm her client. And I said, Sarah, this car accident, I'm afraid to get into cars. I'm afraid to drive into cars because mm-hmm. another aspect, and, I'll, and then I'll, I know I'm talking a lot right now, but another aspect is if I'm in a car accident and I really had, was traumatized and I really was scared, then <clears throat> there is a protective mechanism that kicks in, which will want to keep me safe from cars. It's because, because cars equal danger to me. So I'm going to have fear, let's say, of, going, of driving in a car. And, and it's, gonna, it's going to affect me my whole life because of this one thing that happened. This happens to us. These are the patterns that happen in our lives, are the fears and these belief systems. Cars are unsafe because it wants to keep us safe. So what Sarah's going to help me do is go back to that car accident and make a joke or have me tap and say, let it go, let it go, let it go. And when I tap, I'm disrupting that memory, going to the present moment, relaxing my body. And she's saying things and she's actually giving She's actually giving uh, messages to my subconscious, commands, let it go. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's not happening now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's updating it. And if we do it over and over again, we update it to the point where, oh, I can't let it bother. I, can, I know it happened, but I can't let it bother me. 
And then what we would do at that point when it can't bother me is we're going to say, well, let's create something instead. What would you rather experience? Well, I love riding in cars. Cars take me to where I want to go. Cars are mm-hmm. adventurous. It's fun. It makes we go fast. And, um, and so we always put something positive in its place. So anyway, what can you add to that, Sarah? Yeah, um, Yeah. that's a great example. Um, What I felt very resistant to for a very long time since I actually started is, and I think a lot of people can relate to that, where what? You're changing your memory? Like, I know what happened. And I would just like to open that door of possibility to those who are watching. Okay, and maybe you're like, what the hell is Faster EFT? Um, why should I even change the past? Is the past even changeable? Where are you now? Tune into your body. Are you in the past? Nay. Are you in the future? Nay. So the, the subconscious is, if I just have to kind of describe it biologically, it's like Mark said so beautifully, it's just neural pathways, like a web of spiders Okay, but it's like messed up, right? There's like no order to it. You you don't know what is linked to what. And should you even come to know? I mean, you're probably, you know, you're probably taking a drug or something. But <laughs> if you get to that point where, like that movie, what is it called? Um, with um, that beautiful actress. What is she called? Where she becomes God because she took like a drug. Um, it's not Gattaca. Why would I? Um, I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't know that I, I didn't see it. If it comes to me, I'll uh, mention okay. it. Um, yeah, you would literally explode if you come to all of this information getting to your conscious brain. Like your conscious brain, like I like to explain it, is like the computer, the desktop of a computer, okay? And then your subconscious is all the data stored in like all of your drives at the same time. So should that be all triggered like into opening into like all the softwares, you don't have a computer anymore. <laughs> um <sighs> Dude, I kind of want to see that happen now. <laughs> want to insert a, a video? You can insert a video, and then we'll you know cut back to it. Oh my god! Then the podcast is over. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll make so a, that'll make a statement. We we'll just end it right there. Do that, and also, I may or may not add like some editing to it. Yes. Okay. Um. But so the subconscious mind doesn't make a difference between what is real and what is not real. So let's say, for example, there are many, um, there are many, uh, what do you call that? Not tests, but experiments with kids, for example, that uh, have related experiences of, you know, some trauma or whatever. But the way they say it is, not exactly what happened. And upon being questioned over and over every week, the child's memory that was told from the beginning kept on altering so much so that let's say that child was molested by someone, okay? That person ended up being guilty when they literally didn't do anything because of an interesting game of command, right? Like the person giving the command, 
to the memory. It could be you. It could be you every time you're visiting a memory with a specific emotion. Like you feel like shit and you go like, oh my God, my childhood is so difficult. Your childhood would never get easier if you keep on doing that, visiting it with shitty ass emotions, right? But you never recall twice the same memory. And so... I find in my experience, sometimes I would ask my mom about things that happened and I was so sure they would have happened this way, but no, they were not. And I'm like, whoa, I mean, there might be some identity shock for those who are watching, like, am I even real? You are now. (coughs) And that's (laughs) that's all that matters. And so, yes, you can change your memory. (laughs) Let's circle back spiral back into control you can definitely change your memory it is very changeable the point of changing it is one question that i like to ask what do you want more of and i think all the practitioners ask that what the hell do you want more of i have to ask myself that because sometimes i can really wallow in a state can really be like man you don't get me okay (laughs) so entitled um, like, I want to be heard. I, I actually had a session because, yes, we do have sessions uh, between each other. Between each other? <laughs> um, swaps. Swaps, yeah. Where the person just kind of had to, like, shock me out of my trance. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're doing all the time. Yeah. Right? They're trances. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so when I went, if I'm going back to the car accident, when I leave this present moment, I'm in a trance. And then tap. When we tap, oh, we go right back into the present moment. Or, but sometimes, like Sarah said, shock me out of my trance because sometimes we're in a deep, deep trance and tapping, I'm still there. So, we, so as practitioners, we learn different ways to, to shock us out of a trance if needed. And, and tulips, you know? Tulips. Mm-hmm. Tulips. No, should I elaborate on this one? Oh, actually, I wanted to add something. That'd be funny. Okay, I'm going to follow. But first, um, what's coming up for me right now is whatever you feel, the only thing that is making it real is chemicals in your bloodstream that were triggered by a thought, literally. Thoughts become things. And Mark, if you have anything to add to that, I feel like the only thing that it that becomes yeah. real in the moment, like the reason why this accident is so real as though you're living it right now or somebody just died and you keep killing the person over and over right. is because of, man, the dense emotions being felt. That's right. So when I, so when I go to the car accident and I see the, I hear the glass and I see it and I feel that it's releasing chemicals in my bodies that makes it real inside of makes it real inside of me. Um, adrenaline, things like that, the, the stress reaction. Mm-hmm. And so it is real. But so, so what, what we're trying to do is the idea of memories. This is kind of a new concept that memories aren't real. We're making that shit up. That car and what Sarah was alluding to, um, if Sarah and I experienced the same exact thing three years ago, she recorded it her way based on, based on her, her past and 
and her belief system up to that point. And I record it my way. And then if we come back and talk about it, her experience is going to be different, which means it's perception. So it means not real. So memories aren't real. It's how we perceive it. And if memories aren't real, then, and it's how we perceive it. And if we're kind of making it up and putting it all together, and it's about a combination of things, then we can dismantle that. And we're trying to dismantle the idea that memories are real. And when you do that, it's, it's very powerful because basically the problems in our life are, are usually, almost always, patterns. They, at patterns, and limit, patterns in our lives and limiting beliefs based off of experience in the past that have affected us. So what we do is we change those to something positive and so that the patterns can dissipate and change and that we can then answer that question, what do I want? Well, what do I want more of now? And then here, here's, here's one way to do that. I can say, what do I want more of now? And then I can say, well, I want more money flowing in my life. And then when I think about more money, I can think of, oh, but, and then I can make a list of resistance, right? But every time I try to bring in money, I spend it. And I remember my parents arguing about money. And I can never hold on to money. And money always leaves me. That's five things that we can go back as a project and tap on. What would you like to add to that? Mm-hmm. Have you done that? Money issues? Or just like you think of what you want and then you write down the resistance to it. Mm-hmm. And then you, t- yeah. you tap out the resistance. So then after you tap out the resistance, then you can kind of say, well, what would it be like to have the money, right? It'd be great. And you can actually tap in or visualize a new story of how money works with me. And my relationship with money is very different. could be a lot of work though, mm-hmm, depending mm-hmm. on yeah. your past. Um, that's, I feel like that is an entire other conversation to have money. Um, yeah. The thing is with, I feel like with any pattern that we have, um, so there's always like releasing the negative experiences that have to do with the, the, the first, the primary imprints, if I may share, right? The, mm-hmm. Just the first communication, the first meanings that we gave to this experience or whatever we're dealing with, you release the blocks. And then at some point, you're like, all right, we ask the question, what do I want now? What do I want more of, right? Um, and then, like you said, you tap out or you deal with the resistance of becoming this possible new version of yourself with money. Like, well, now I have money. Oh, some bad things will happen, you know? Like, well, I feel like there's this, um, at least with the people I worked with and myself, there's always this fear of losing control. I mean, we want to be free and we are scared of losing control because if you totally lose control with the belief that nothing is backing you up and not everything is going with the flow, segue into our second conversation very soon, you are very justified in fearing the unknown because, man, nobody wants to follow this route of I am a human, there is nothing um, backing me up, uh, you know. uh, And I felt resistant even to talking about it because there's people in my life that don't believe in it. 
And I'm like, wow, well, who am I if I talk about it? And, um, but yeah, the more I tapped out the resistance of being that new version of myself and all the bad things that might happen, um, more and more I would embody more of just myself, which is really nothing scary because whatever you shift, like however you shift your memories, um, you just got to make sure that you're shifting them to warmth fun love it's it's freaking easy actually and yet and yet it is not so that's why it's beautiful to be a human and i might cry i'm gonna add it in uh, visual effects of a tear like a big one for shiny me too. one me too, uh, or just you uh-huh right okay. Both of us. Right. Both of us, like at the same time. That'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, and That's like good. linear, like so fake. It leaves your face. <laughs> right. I want mine to look not fake though. Make mine look sparkly. And, and I'll weird. track your face and make like a tattoo, like little Wayne. Okay. <laughs> Yours got right. stuck. All right, give me a tattoo. <laughs> I'm cool with that. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, you guys, it's really not impossible. The more you let go of what you think you are or what your past told you or didn't tell you of what you were, uh, all the beliefs that you don't deserve or you don't have because you're born with haves and deserves and they were either smacked out of you, punished out of you, uh, traumatized out of you, whatever, conditioned out of you. But once you release all that, man, the power is so grand and so um you like what i like to repeat is you are so much more powerful than what you perceive or conceive yourself to be you're like the sun behind all the clouds it's there it shines like a thousand stars and yet all you see is clouds but it's there i like that start farting the clouds out Mm -hmm. farting yeah that made it (laughs) <laughs> made it out of me that just changed it a little bit sorry farting. i don't feel comfortable anymore <laughs> <laughs> something stinks now huh? my god it made it there Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> see what happens my, uh, i think about that and then I start to smell things well maybe you i made it tap real it in my out. body <laughs> all right let go this fart let it go <laughs> I've changed a lot of references with smells. It's pretty intense. Cool. Um, Yeah, you guys, we have some pretty interesting things that we wanted to share. Um, Yeah, Mark, how do you feel about working hard versus working smart versus having things come to you easily versus I have to bust my ass? And work. Should I? So I was talking to Kelly, my wife, this morning about like, and we're talking about that concept and how this one thing that happened to me years ago in my life. We're talking about when we're talking about traumas and when big things happen to you. And this one thing that happened to me is kind of fueling everything that I talk about. Oh, you know, we're you know we're talking about how like traumas can happen to you. And when it's happening to you, it doesn't feel good and you wish it wasn't happening and you wish you did. It felt like it feels like an accident. Why is this happening to me? And there's another concept that 
that that's another whole podcast can be on. But the, the idea that when things are happening to you, they're happening for you. Because mm-hmm. there's a gift in anything that happens to you. And if we think of it that way, then we have less resistance to whatever's happening to us so that we can kind of go through it quicker, easier, more grace, gracefully and graciously, gracefully, then resisting why is this happening to me and something like that can spiral down to like a two, three year, like, like you prolong it. But anyway, so something happened to me years ago and basically long story short, I had a recording studio and it wasn't fun anymore after six years. So I wanted to not do the recording studio anymore and, <clears throat> but I didn't know what I was going to do. So I was struggling with figuring out what I wanted to do for my life. And so this became the dark night of my soul because I lost faith in myself. I was, I was scared. I, wasn't, I was the unknown. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And so I would, you know, do what we learn in Western society. Well, you, if you want a job, you got to hit the pavement. You got to try to look every day, work hard, work hard to find this job. And so I would find temp jobs just to make rent. And I struggled. I hated these jobs, but I had to pay rent and I still, things weren't working out. And I had a, um, uh, it, it was very hard. And I was stressed out and I was anxious and I lost faith in myself and it was a hard time in my life. So what, so what happened was this law of attraction thing that I learned. I didn't know faster EFT tapping then, back then, but I did know Abraham Hicks version of law of attraction. And basically my way, uh, what I wanted was I wanted to attract a job that I would love and I wanted happiness and it fulfill me and bring in money to pay rent in a nice, easy, calm way and just enjoy my life. But how can I attract that if I, have, if I have stress and if I'm anxious and if I'm worried and if I'm beating up on myself every day? So what do you do about that? Well, I have to feel better every day. I have to feel better because, I, if I'm, I, because what you focus on, you attract. What's inside of you, you attract what you're holding inside of you. You attract from your thoughts and what you're thinking. So if I'm thinking... Oh, this job, I'm not getting this job. I hate this job now, this temp job and nothing's ever working out for me. And what you're telling yourself, uh, you perpetuate. So I thought, okay, my way is not working. So what I have to do is I have to just feel better for the sake of feeling better because my way is not working. I'm going to do this Abraham Hicks, like really do it, really do it. So I would drive around and I would park in front of, I would park with nice views and I would relax, chill out, listen to music, meditate, chill out, calm my body, relax. And I did that every day. And, but there was resistance to that because there was the other side saying, Hey dude, you need to find a job, right? You, what are you doing in your car? Like you got to go back to, right. Go back to work, make it happen. You got to make, but I resisted that. And I like, okay, man, that I did that way. So, so I'm just going to chill out. Now the idea of chilling out doesn't mean you're going to chill out forever doesn't mean, oh, just things are going to happen to me and things are going to fall in my lap. No, the idea is you're kind of feeling better. You're thinking better thoughts. You're releasing resistance. You're you're getting aligned with your true self. As I did that and I practiced that, which tapping does as well, tapping is you're resisting resistance. Then I started to get intuitions and ideas and Mm. the universe can 
will conspire on my behalf for the things that I do want. That's what I believe in. God, the universe. So because then now I'm aligned with what I want or I'm not resisting what I want. So then basically shit started working out for me. I got a job, a better job and then another job and then a high paying job that allowed me to, you know, marry my wife, Kelly. And, and I like this job and, and uh, buy a car and things like that. So my takeaway from that experience, the dark night of the soul experience and what I kind of use in my, in, for me and in my practice is that working hard can work in a long run and it, but it just makes you tired and it ages you and it can give you disease and it's a hard, anxious way of getting what you want. So there's a better way. And the better way is relaxing into what you want, allowing what you want, knowing that feeling better and tapping out resistance and working on your resistance and going with the flow of that and trusting and allowing and being okay with the unknown, like you talked about earlier, is what I think Sarah and I and people who do this work are trying to move ourselves towards and, and our clients towards too. So that's kind of a general way of saying it, but what, what would you add to that? Hmm. I can only add to that because it's already pretty decently complete. Um, my experience, which is, I hate saying my experience because it, it ripples to everyone and everybody kind of relates to a certain as aspect and degree. Um, yeah, man, that was a concept for me, like listening to my heart and the law of it, what? <laughs> the secret and going with the flow. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> was it, so what happened? Like, why was that the worst? Oh, my God. Because um, you're just, oh, you're lazy and you're not. Mm -hmm, I mean, what's mm -hmm. the, yeah. It was interesting because I, I, had, I had all those beliefs and they're so, um, I want to say deep, but like you're born into them. You're born into a system and, and that system goes beyond even your, your nuclear family. You know, you talk about degrees of either trauma or indoctrination. Um, you know, it starts with, let's say your own experiences, then your family teaching you things or, you know, traumatizing you, whatever. I wish I could have another word for trauma or whatever imprinted you um after that i don't know like school your small society then just the the world like society like this is how the world works you know like the perceptual positions in faster eft um we're born in it we're born at a certain time with certain beliefs oh and your culture is like in between the world and your family so it's you know all these degrees of of stuff in, telling you who in, you are influences yeah nice yeah influences that man you, you grow up thinking you know how things work you know how you should be ascending in a certain direction you know like i don't know get a job get married uh, university uh, it doesn't even stop at that that's like what people like to use as an example but how you should be in relationships or um 
I don't know how finding a house. I have an example actually. Um, mm-hmm. That was maybe last mm-hmm. year, where I was trying to find an apartment at a time where, in Montreal, you're supposed to start finding apartments now for like months in advance because oh my god there's not enough housing and the housing market and oh my god um and where i worked one of the girls in my team was trying to find an apartment for herself and i think she was beyond stressed out and just going all over the place and you could feel it like damn girl okay please go get yourself some coffee oh no way don't get coffee but <laughs> Yeah, it was really stressing her out. And I, I get it. I get it. But I had already done enough work, I guess, to just simply be like, I don't want it. I don't want a house if it's on those terms. Like, because that's how I always found a house. Last minute, busting my ass. And let me tell you about the apartments I attracted. May the silence guide your imagination. <laughs> pretty shitty ones man last minute apartments are not what you want and this time I had decided that I knew what I wanted and the universe or whatever it it knows okay you you know what you want stop repeating it like you don't have to freaking visualize a hundred times what you want write it down (laughs) I want to pay that much all included I want it to be next to a park Literally, I did make a list, actually. Mm. made a list about all these things. And I just let it go. Literally. And and it it happened on time, actually. And the way it happened was my friend called me and was like, hey, man, I'm going out of time for, out of, out of town for a couple of months and I want someone to take my apartment. And one more thing on my list is I don't want that apartment to be the apartment forever. I just want like a temporary place within that price range and boom. It had all the criteria. I ended up not moving in. <laughs> Twist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so oh, we have to edit, we have to edit that part out. No. And just- and then have just a happy ending. Everything worked out, and you know, like, the end. Or just make great things, like embellish it, like make really great things happen. Up, right? Yeah. But I didn't move in because of intuitive um, okay. hints. And uh, anyways, yeah. if you're curious, I'll tell you later. But but I attracted the apartment, right. and that was like a big proof for me that holy shit, man! Like I. T- and in a price range that you, it's impossible almost to find that within the city. Yeah. Um, so, so that's kind of proof for you like, okay, this shit works or like, oh, wow. You know, and I mean, it's not a cool to have these little things that give you validation and it gives you kind of help in the future to, okay, I can do this. I can do, I can do, I can continue doing this, continue attracting what I want. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was like a smack in my face. Like, okay, what else would you like, my dear? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. Is it a party for two? (laughs) Um, Yeah, definitely. Um, And I have even more examples 
But it's just yeah. always in that realm of like, I know what I want. I know it's going to come. Stop thinking about it. And trust me, there were times where I'm like, ah, ooh, just that urge of like, maybe I, I, I need to find something. I, I, I before just surrendering, because the key is surrender, mm -hmm. um, which is so counterintuitive with what we learned, right? Mm -hmm. It's just mm -hmm. surrender. What? When your entire family is all about work hard because their survival depended on that. I want to mm -hmm. insist for everyone watching that there is a shift in paradigm now. What worked before is not working anymore now. It's not. The hardest you work, the more you're resisting your power. Okay, I'm not saying, like Mark said, like you're not sitting on your couch and having things happen. Sometimes they do. But yeah. the flow is, again, like listening to your heart, which is just the feelings. Like how is this making you feel? Coupling it with a self-development practice for releasing the subconscious blocks. Because, you know, the memories and and beliefs with the most potent emotional charges will win over any conscious visualization or determination you have. And yes, the more you repeat something to yourself, you may or may not change it, but do you want it today or do you want it in three years, you know? Very well. I like what you just said. That's very good. Is that what we've practiced in the past, these old things that have happened to us that have created our limiting beliefs, they're just driving us. And so, yeah, so we can try to overpower them with pretending to be positive. But if we have way more negative beliefs and memories and experiences, that's where faster EFT comes in to work on that and to change those around. And then our, our life can flow. And you know what I was thinking of is it's a great analogy is a basketball player, right? So we think of ourselves and what we want and making something happen to sports or a basketball player is <clears throat> the basketball player is not thinking about what they want and trying to make it happen. They don't have the time. They're flowing. They're in the flow. So they let go and they did all the work up to that, up to the game. So now they're just, they're just in the flow aligned if they're, if they're playing well, if they're in their mind and thinking too much. And if they messed up last play and they're thinking about that, they're out of the flow. That's a great analogy for law of attraction, living what we want, I, I believe. And so the, the best basketball player who's going who's to have the best game is in the flow and not thinking, not thinking, but allowing and going with the flow and moving. Now, when that happens, we are utilizing whatever our inner self, the power that we have to the universe, uh, our inner self, our subconscious, that knows, and it just moves us. I know I have to throw it here, and I do it there, and it's guidance. So I do want to say that's a kind of a cool analogy, and I also do want to say, again, I want to emphasize what we've been saying, and Sarah just said, it's not that you're not doing things. So it's not that you're not acting. But it's, it's, you're not acting first. What you're doing first is not, uh, changing the resistance that you have that could be tapping. And it's getting in alignment with what you want. Getting in alignment with what you want is releasing the blocks. So when I say that, getting in alignment with what you want, that means 
going to your past and changing your memories and tapping and or whatever you want to use to align yourself with what you want. And then when you do that, you will get ideas and inspiration and help, little things that, have ha that happen. And then these could be calls to action. So it could be a lot of action. We're not talking about not acting. We're talking about it could be a lot of action, but this is inspired action. This is an action to make something happen. Oh, I got, grinding. I got to do this. Work hard. Work hard. Like Sarah said, that shit doesn't work anymore. It can work, but it really gets you tired and it's no fun, is it? And, and, and it's not it's, getting you in the right direction. And it's a hundred times harder, a thousand times harder mm -hmm. than flowing like a basketball player. I was watching a video recently of a guy who made like a drawing and I actually recorded a podcast by paraphrasing that drawing. <laughs> um, so you're here on that level and you're walking and I will get the drawing out. <laughs> I've made it into oh, two podcasts. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Okay. So you're here technically on your linear life. Would you like it to be you? <laughs> yeah, I want that to be me. I do. Yeah, I think okay. so far I do. Um, <laughs> you're walking about your daily life. Okay. You can only see left, right, like, you know, around. Okay. Um, left, right, because he's oh, on a page, but there is something called your higher self. Okay. Mm -hmm. Your multidimensionality that is not on earth doesn't give a shit what you see or don't and sees everything, right? And the only way that it can guide you is through your highest excitement, mm. your feel goodness. You know, like, do you feel good about doing this right now? Or are you saying, I have to versus I want to? And I invite mm. everyone, including myself, I'm going to relive that invitation by saying, start saying I want to instead of I have to. Oh, I have to go to work. Oh, I want to go to work. Oh, actually, I don't want to go to work. Oh, now you see where you're resisting versus you say mm -hmm, and work on that. And even if you work on that and eventually you realize you really hate your job and you have the possibility of getting out of this job, then once you've released the resistance, either another job comes like this or you will have the clarity. You would have made more room after releasing all those beliefs that were clouding, clogging your drains. Yeah. Um, you have more room for guidance from... Or... I wanted to say Allah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Allah, Buddha, God, inner self, subconscious... Universe, you have the room that is the source yeah yeah and it, it knows but you're just you you live within your body you have senses and you have data stored you know so the flow yeah. is actually tuning in and doing the work at the same time i love what you just said i use that analogy too and it's great so just to just to kind of add to that or just to kind of reinforce what you just said. When we try to do things ourselves, and, you, I, and I think that's what kind of maybe um, 
inspired you to say this with, and show the picture. When you try to do things for yourself, you just see you have a limited view of where you want to go and you have your own idea of what the path you think it's a straight path and this higher perspective it's the forest for the trees view it can see that if you go straight there's a river that's blocking that you can't see so it really knows that you need to make a left and a right and this, this and actually this way is the faster way so when you feel better your highest joy excitement or just feel relief and feel better you have access to that guidance and help. If you try to do it yourself, you hit the river, you try to go, you try to go through it and you get your clothes wet, you've got to come back and dry, dry for a day. And then, and then you, you know, anyway, it, it can be a long, long, long journey, can't it? Uh. When we try to do things ourselves through hard work, how hard is that journey? How long is it? And how does it kind of kill us every day a little bit more and more in a little ways? Yeah, that really resonated with me. I guess I could use like one last example. Yeah. As if you guys don't have enough of gold. <laughs> we could talk for hours, honestly. And if anyone has any questions, I will be putting Mark's and I's information down below. So please reach out if you believe you have a limiting belief, you have a a poopy pattern that you want to let go of anything. Don't be alone. Poopy, poopy you know. pattern. Huh? Poopy pattern. Poop, poopy yeah. pattern. <laughs> poopy pattern. Puts the poopy emoji. <laughs> like we take things seriously. Yes, it is not to be taken seriously. Um, talk about talking things seriously. Um, you know that moment where your subconscious programs kick in? Yes, it's every day. Well, almost. Um, I feel like that might have been my spiritual awakening 1.0, honestly. My first dark night of the soul, because I had many dark nights, actually. Not just one. It's like I keep smacking my face or my butt. Like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> like come on, little girl. Come on, move along, move along. Um, and it was back in... 2013, I believe, when I went back to college for visual effects and animation. And boy, I'm going to tell you that when I made it to the open doors of that college and I saw the, the rows of computers, because, you know, you make the turn of the whole place. Man, something in me was like, hmm, yeah. It didn't feel right from the get-go. But in hindsight, I see how there were parts of it that were very necessary. One, for um, developing a skill and a talent in both visual effects and arts for what I want to do in the future and going through the experiences that will propel me forward. Now, talking about those experiences, I just became that person that had to work hard that and i found a boyfriend at the time who was so smart so smart such a hard worker that ignited all of my competitiveness oh boy i just had so much resentment towards him i'm like, mm. <laughs> like it's you or me today you know it it was it was intense like 
He has his skills. He likes computers. You don't. You don't. And, and, and I do as in like, I use them for what I think I need them for, but not that much. But I was pushing in direction that, let's say you hit a wall, right? And you keep pushing towards the wall. Let's say the wall is not out of cement. It's out of, I don't know, glue. And you're like, you know, that's as far as I got. And then so many physical manifestation of disease. Because <laughs> mm. like Mark said, circling back to like, oh, you're just going to create disease. Disease is literally communication from your body mm. to you on a physical level. Like, hello. You didn't look the first time. That's right. Are you going to look now? Because it's Dis never ease. too late until you're on Dis your deathbed. That's right. Dis-ease. Dis-ease, exactly. And so many symptoms. So many. Just boom, all at the same time. Like, I lost control. I literally lost control. And I just, even after graduating, I kept at it, kept at it. And at the same time, I just want to point out that I had immense criticism and resentment towards people who were having fun and enjoying college and, and just uh, laughing yeah. next to me while I was busting my ass. And they had right. the same grades. Right. And, and they would it's get in fair. class. It's not fair. It's not fair, right? Why are you laughing? And just all the programs came circling mm -hmm. like wow i'm not in my flow they are they get to class late but they just have this vibe like i'm so sorry i'm never gonna do it and smiley <laughs> and just feeling good and and it's like you bitch! Like, why am i busting my ass but but i had the belief that i needed to bust my ass and so life was showing me that girl you bust your ass a lot and uh, right. it was not fun. It was not fun. Yeah, a know. lot of anxiety. Mucha. And Mucho. We, we, we learned from Robert Smith very, um, in a great way how <clears throat> our body and mind is connected and how our body is responding to our, responding to our mind. And the ailments, and just another kind of different kind of a concept that what, happen, what happens to us, what happens to us, the ailments are messages. And like what Sarah just explained, what she's going through, you didn't have those ailments before you started to try, you were pushing hard and trying to make things happen and no. resenting your boyfriend and the people. And then your body starts to respond to that. Your body is responding to what you hold inside. And through tapping, we can actually heal things. And, and just, you know, on, on Robert's uh, YouTube channel, there are how many testimonials? Like real, real people. I will be linking that the channel yeah. too. It's pretty, you know, it's really amazing uh, the, these testimonials and, and uh, these kind of <laughs> healings that have happened through through this this tapping. So, anyway, I just wanted to talk about how how the mind body's connected and how um, this this ease that can happen to us we find the emotional reasons. We find the memories. We find the thinking and the limiting beliefs that affect this dis-ease or whatever's happening to us. I've had so many examples of that myself where I had TMJ, let's say. Have you ever had that? 
you're grinding your teeth and it's really, really painful. Your jaw gets un- out of alignment. So, um, <clears throat> so there's two ways that we can deal with things that you know, happen to us. And how I was dealing with was, oh, well, I need to go, you know, you Google it and you go, I got to go to Walgreens and get like a thing for my teeth to align my jaw. And like, so, you know, and so when you try to deal with things without looking at the emotional equivalent or the source or cause primary imprint or whatever is the reason why we have certain things, then we're just kind of, again, it's the long way to to do things and you don't really get long-term results. But what I did was I found out, well, what's going on with me? Why? Oh, oh, I just realized I'm trying really hard. I was back then I was, um, I was doing a pro- I was an entrepreneur and I was trying really hard on a project and it's scaring me. I was trying something new and hence my jaw, you know, the, you know, the feeling. And so when I dealt with the stress, the high stress that I was putting myself under, then it went away until I dealt with that. It went away. And you know, another thing about stress is we're, we get so good at living with stress that we don't know we we're having it all the time, yeah. but our body tells us that's why that's, I wouldn't have had that TMJ if I would have caught it earlier and realized that this stress, I have stress about this. If I would have tapped on it earlier, I, it wouldn't have manifested into a physical condition. Mm. Whoa. Man, okay. I think what you said will enlighten many you guys. Um, sometimes it takes a little nudge like this physically for you to wake up just like i guess for you for me it it just we need a smack in the face like that telling or a gentle us that touch on the butt <laughs> on the butt not a but you know sometimes it was uh <laughs> yeah sometimes it gets bigger and bigger yeah right um depends on the person actually depends on your awareness but we were not taught self-awareness or emotional mm-hmm. awareness. We don't know what stress is, just like you said. There were times where, man, it just felt like it was like my signature, you know? <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that was just... And the more I would become aware, the more I'm like, damn! <laughs> like, imagine a, a, a vertigo effect. Damn! Like, wow! So, yeah, maybe sometimes what you're living is not normal but it became your normal because yeah. that's the only thing you learned because you learned it this way. So right. yes, on that note, um, well said, should we like end it with a high five, like on the side? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I said no. And I looked at your face and I was like, Oh shit. No, I better do it. I just Get do it. damn gonna- it. If, even if I don't want to. So I'm doing this reluctantly. Because it's corny. I'm not doing Oh my it. God, and your head is like right. going on the other side. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay, one, two. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, this is not working out. Okay, oh, by more. the way, you guys, please reach out. Our links will be at the bottom. Thank you for watching. And let's say them too. Like, what's, just say it out loud on the video too. The what's links? your link? Like, how can they, yeah, how can they get oh. in touch with you? Right. So you can get in touch with me through my Facebook page and it's literally my name, Sarah Kfouri. How do you spell your last name? K-F-O-U-R-Y. Okay. So my channel name. 
Okay. So on Facebook, they type in Sarah Kfouri. Yes. And then they can type that in and find your, your stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, cool. And mine is I have a podcast and I have a Facebook group too. So it's the Tap It Out podcast. So anywhere where you listen to your podcast, you tap out. If you type in Tap It Out podcast, Mark Shahada, I'm not going to spell my last name. You'll find that. And I have a Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll spell it. S as in Sam, H-I-H-A-D as in David, E-H. Mark Shahada. That's the American way of saying it. Um, and then I have a, a Facebook group called Tap It Out. If you go to Facebook, go to groups, click, uh, type in Tap It Out, you'll find that too. Yeah, yeah. Are we still doing this? Or do yes, we, we should. Okay. Not to- and I'm going to close. Uh, and we're going to go, yeah, high five. What? Wait. Go. Okay, let me go back here. Okay. All right. High five. Thanks for joining us on the Tap It Out podcast with Mark Shahada. We hope you enjoyed it. Catch you next time.